Finding podcasting, listening, and creation simplicity? Pump up the volume levels. And International Podcast Day is coming September 30th. Well, this is the Spreaker Live Show, episode 82 on September 21st, 2016. I'm Rob Greenlee, head of content at Spreaker and the Adore.fm website. Thank you for downloading the show or just clicking play out there. I mean, it's certainly uh, lots of places to do that and lots of choices to, of shows to listen to. I appreciate you picking us. Uh, we are in the middle of kind of like uh, doing some some adjustments to the show based on listener feedback. So if you have any thoughts that might be helpful to the to the show, you know, new segments or new topics or uh, questions that you have, please send them in to me, and uh, we will definitely put those on on the list of things to do in the show in the future. So we try and do this show to uh, you know share some value with you to help you become a better podcaster. You know, we don't do this out of a fancy studio or anything like that. I just do it from my desk, and my co-host does it from his desk, just like uh, most podcasters do today. That's how it's typically done. So our main topic this week is uh, finding podcasting listening simplicity. We'll talk talk a little bit about creation simplicity too, but really it's about getting audience and getting listeners listening to your show and um, how the technology maybe needs to evolve and, and improve to uh, help that happen. So, And then our tip of the week is pump up the volume levels, and we have some listener feedback. With me is Alex Exum, who's the host of the Exum Experience Show on Spreaker. Welcome, Alex. Thanks for hey, joining Rob. us again. Yeah, thanks for having me as always, and glad to be back. You are always there, reliable co-host. Just, just hovering in the shadows. Yes, well, you're like, always like a, on on like mic a bad memory. There to uh, <laughs> add value to the show. That's right. Yeah, there you go. We stream this live every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern from SpreakerLiveShow.com. So that's a really great way to get the show. And then uh, we also have our own custom apps now. So the Spreaker Live Show apps on iOS and Android. Plus, you can listen to us on the, the Spreaker Podcast Radio apps for Android and iOS as well. So you have lots of ways to find us. Uh, we're also in iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and RadioLine.com if you happen to be in Europe. Definitely please leave us a review and uh, comment. We definitely want to hear from you, and we will use your comment in the show. We will talk about you extensively, just like we're going to do for Gail Nobles later in the show. You can certainly reach me on email, rob at Spreaker.com. And at Rob Greenlee, Alex, how can the listener find you? Yes, yeah, sure. My email is alex at alexexum.com. And I'm on Twitter pretty actively like Rob, and that's uh, twitter.com slash alexexum. Follow me there. Yeah, definitely. And Spreaker has a Twitter account too, at Spreaker, and that's with an R. And we have a website, Spreaker.com, and a blog, which uh, always has interesting articles up there. Actually, I posted an article that went live uh, this week. Uh, up there, I, I haven't really written a blog article myself for the, the Spreaker blog, so it's something that uh, uh, is something I'll probably do more of. I've been doing that in the podcasting space for many years on other publications, so I should probably do it for Spreaker too. So anyway. Yeah, it was a great uh, article too. I saw that and retweeted that, uh, Rob. I don't know if you yeah, saw that. But yeah. I did. Thank you very much. I always of course. am appreciate um, retweets. <laughs> Yeah, it was a good article. Good article. Well, thank you. We're going to talk about that topic on the show. That's actually one of the main topics of the show this week. We're going to kind of take a little bit of a, a twist on an angle on that story, but uh, 
to kind of expand and give a little more context to what I was trying to say in that article. But uh, in some Spreaker news, uh, International Podcast Day is coming September 30th. And if you wanted to read more about International Podcast Day, uh, it is at internationalpodcastday.com. So definitely go check that out. Spreaker is a gold sponsor of the event this year. I'm going to be hosting a, an hour of a 24-hour-long celebratory video stream that's going to be put on by the organization. It's a pretty organized event. Gets lots of international and national media coverage and has a lot of people jumping in and participating and celebrating uh, the uh, the birth and the, the success of podcasting. Uh, the live video stream is going to be on FireTalk at firetalk.com. And my hour-long segment is at uh, noon Pacific Standard Time. So if you want to tune into that, so far I have guests booked. Uh, I have Rob Sesternino, who's the host of the Rob Has a Podcast podcast. And he covers kind of TV show um, topics and things like that like, around a reality TV show. He's a former Survivor. He was on Survivor, I believe, twice. The TV show, if you're outside of the U.S., I, I don't know if you're familiar with the Survivor TV show, but it's it's really an institution here in the U.S. It's been Wasn't he on your time. show before? Didn't you interview him before? Yeah, yeah. I actually had him on this show twice, actually. Right. I remember hearing yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's been on, uh, I think I had him on at the New Media Expo, and then I had him on That's at right. the podcast movement. Yeah, he and I get together, and we kind of have a very strange conversation, so it's always funny. <laughs> it's always funny and entertaining, because we just rib each other constantly. And then the other guy that's going to be on the on the International Podcast Day, uh, which I just confirmed today, Ken Rakowski, uh, many in the podcast space may be not familiar with him, but he is a very early pioneer in online audio shows and podcasting. He was involved in the, the early broadcast.com deal for back in back in the Yahoo days with uh, Mark Cuban did a show for many years called Ken Radio I was partnered with him in the early days with my web talk radio show and we worked together a lot I actually hosted his show and then he did some stuff on my show and those kind of things and he was also part of CNET radio and is now host of the business rockstar radio show that's based down in um down in Los Angeles. So he's syndicated, okay. I think, on like, you know, 40 or 50, 60 radio stations around the country and is a big time kind of radio guy now who's, he's kind of always been in the radio business. But uh, but anyway, definitely go uh, see what's going on with the International Podcast Day. There's all sorts of other people on there. I'm going to try and get another big podcast celebrity on my hour-long block that, that I have at noon on September 30th. You know, my goal with this you know, this hour long segment, and I did this last year too, is to kind of pull back from the past. Um, some people that were really key to developing this, the, this medium that we all love right now and kind of bring them back in the spotlight. Cause there, there's been a lot of guys that have um, pioneered this medium that have kind of gone on to do other things or whatever that I wanted to bring back. And some of them are still doing stuff. It just may not be something that they focus specifically on podcasting anymore. Um, so that, that was a little bit ago. I also was a guest on uh, Michael O'Neill's Solopreneur Hour podcast this week. Uh, so if you're a, a, a listener that likes in-depth conversations and and those kind of things, I, you definitely got that. And I have a link to that episode in the show notes for this. Uh, he got me talking about things I don't normally talk about online, about online marketing, my far past history, the 
podcasting precursors or platforms that were uh, kind of pre-podcasting that were around that kind of created this medium and created the idea for this medium. But let's move on and talk about some of the listener feedback that we got this past week. And Rob, before you move on, how do yeah. you have time to sleep? It seems like you're doing a show or hosting a show or doing an event every every other day. You're a busy guy. For me, it's just really has gotten to a point now where I just uh, I just turn on my Skype and pull up my microphone and just start talking. So it's second it, nature it, to a it's guy. It's really, like but you know. but as you know, because you can see what what I do for this show, there's a lot of prep that goes into it. So it does take sure. some time to pull yeah. this stuff together, and you know, especially when you create a show that you know you're trying to engage other people on the outside, and it does kind of require some preparation. And speaking of that. Uh, we got another huge comment and contribution to the show from Gail Nobles, who's a yeah. speaker podcaster. Go, Gail. And we love you. Did you want to read the first part of that? Yeah, well, she just said, uh, and this is our, our uh, I'd say, frequent commenter, right? Probably one of the uh, most active speaker users. Hi, Rob. I just wanted to let you know that some of my friends have heard my podcast on Facebook. They've told me face to face that they love my stories and think I should keep doing them. The word is starting to spread around around a little about my podcast sharing with people you know at work or places you go helps a lot too i've been experimenting with sounds which they're amazing i don't I, I, we have to listen to that but i've been experimenting with sounds and changing the pitch of my voice to add my own characters sometimes it's good to have some others than yourself in your podcast different sounds really help a lot and gets the audience attention i just wanted to let you know my experience and she really has, and I know you're going to play a clip in a little bit, Rob, but she's done some pretty interesting things, not your traditional podcast, some kind of experimental stuff that I loved. Yeah, it's stuff that I would uh, love to do with this show a little bit more, a little, little more drama and a little bit more kind of like intrigue. I don't know. Alex, I think we'll have to apply s some of your acting skills at some point here. Sure. No, I'd love to. I mean, and you know, my show, The Exit Experience, is a little more unformatted. Not, I wouldn't say I went. So I'll play clips, sound bites, news bites, and things like that. I don't necessarily do my own voice, so voices and characters, which she's doing, which I think is awesome. Um, it's it's almost like a like a scripted play. I think what she's doing is very unique compared to even what a lot of other podcasters are doing with long intros and, and, you know, sound clips. And uh, sometimes people will play bits of movies and things like that. And I think hers is very, very original. So I, I encourage other people to experiment because that's one thing that makes this unique. You know, we don't really have, we don't have a format we have to follow. So. Yeah. And the great thing is, is that the speaker tools enable you to do this kind of stuff a lot more easier with, um, being able to drop in sounds and, and effects, just like what I'm going to do for her her clip. I'm going to play a clip from her show, Actors, Stories, and Film. The other term that she puts in there is lounge show. So it's it's kind of a drama, storytelling, uh, sound effects type of program. It's uh, really great, and I would love to, to hear more podcasters doing these type of productions. I and mean, I think a lot of the big podcasters um, – are doing similar things uh, around storytelling, but I think it's it's really possible with other podcasters too, not just the the media companies that have big budgets. So I'm going to play a clip from Gail's first of her. I think she has three episodes right now in her feed, but this is the first one. So I'm only going to play a, a portion of it. So I'm going to play it now. Today I bring to you a podcast in a strange land away from home. I think the days of Hang'em High 
and a fistful of dollars, the good, the bad, and the ugly are gone. I'm talking about the days of Clint Eastwood. I'm walking a road that crosses his main road. I'm talking about his son, Scott Eastwood. A fascinating scene unfolds. Scott is now making movies too, like Texas Chainsaw and The Longest Ride. He is full of surprises, and you'll never know what you might see. In movies, you may see Scott running high. You might see him fall down and get back up again, because he never gives up. He's gonna move on until the end. What Scott will bring us next, I do not know. Because he's an Eastwood, and he's got more to show. Yeah, I thought it was really, really um, good, Gail. I think uh, it was a really, really fun production that you have. I know the the other episodes that, that you've created are in in the same format and presentation. And so I, I really want to applaud you for a, a fantastic effort. So I hope you keep it up. I know one of the questions that, that you ask is as part of your email to me is I am still uncertain what else to do about uh, getting really about getting people to to listen to her productions? So uh, she thought about sharing them with iTunes, but I don't. Uh, if she writes here, I don't know whether or not people there would be interested in listening or not. I would say, Gail, yeah, I think uh, you should share it wherever it's possible to actually share this. Alex, what's your thought on that? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I'm just looking actually at her feed here. I thought that was um, she only had the three shows, but she's done some other stuff as well. Um, but I would just say keep going because if if that's the um, let's say style that she's going to start uh, you know to use or you know really have for for her show, I think it would do well anywhere she puts it. But I, I think she needs to just keep going. I'm, I'm looking down here and it looks like she's done some other stuff. I don't want to obviously click on it because some of this stuff looks like it's radio. I don't know if it's kind of, you know, it goes along the same lines as the other shows, but I think that's very unique. I think it's original and I would just say, keep posting it everywhere you can. She mentioned some of those other platforms everywhere. I mean, I wouldn't limit it um, to just, you know, Spreaker because you have the ability to push it out to all the other social media platforms, SoundCloud, YouTube, whatever you want to link it up with in your settings. So I would say, put it everywhere. Uh, I would definitely give Google play a try, as she said, and, yeah. uh, and keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And she said that, uh, she got some listeners off of Facebook. And I think that the, the thing about what she's doing that's um, maybe more compatible with social media is the fact that they're, they're pretty short. They're only two-minute long. Uh, that's great. So yeah. two, two to three-minute long um, shows. I, I think that would play well on social media platforms where people have pretty short attention spans to any, any particular And YouTube. YouTube. We haven't mentioned YouTube, but I think her stuff would do well on YouTube because YouTube – any video I do on YouTube, if it's a podcast and I do a 20-minute or 30-minute podcast, not much engagement. But if I do a clip of the podcast, let's say a three- or four-minute clip of kind of the meat of the show, it'll do a lot better. So I think her stuff is ripe for uh, other platforms. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, she's stating the obvious that oftentimes the views on content online can be pretty pitiful (laughs) as far as... Yeah, I see that there. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she's... 
And I think it's it's a common issue right now. I mean, there, there's a lot of noise in the in the media space, in the online media space. There's just so much content out there, and it's hard to stand out from the crowd right now. But I think what she's doing is interesting, and I think it should garner more than she's getting currently if she just gets it out to more platforms. And, uh, and the other thing I would say also that might help, and you know, this is just you know one of those things. If you have the time, it's like you don't want to spend too much time on it. But having your own website or blog where you can post it as well. So hopefully, if you can put a show description in and stuff, you'll hopefully get some more traffic that way. But even linking social media, if you are on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff, I just I don't see that on her even her Spreaker account. So link your Facebook if you're getting a lot of listens through Facebook. Listen there, uh, list it there rather. And same with if you're on Twitter. You know, I'm sure you're, you don't have to be on all the social media, but whatever you can list on your uh, profile page on Spreaker might help. And especially if you have your own website or even blog, you can use Tumblr now to be kind of your website and blog and Spreaker will push, push your episode straight out to your Tumblr page and it's free. So you don't have to ever pay for hosting. So oh, just, that's just an idea. Yeah, just yeah. an idea. Well, Gail, thank you so much for the contribution to the show yeah, this thanks. week. And it was great to hear what you're doing and keep up the great work. So... Well, let's, let's move on and talk about our tip of the week, uh, which is pump up the volume levels. And really, I think what I'm trying to communicate here is really does matter a lot, the volume levels of your show. Now, this is more of a kind of a mechanical thing. You know, we were just talking about creative content before, but this is really kind of a nuts and bolts thing for you as a podcaster or an audio creator online is that a lot of your listeners are listening to your show or trying to listen to your show in very noisy environments. You know, trains, cars, airplanes, those kind of things. And and you need to be able to support their desire to increase the volume. I don't know, Alex, have you had this experience too where you're trying to listen to a podcast and and you've maxed out your volume level on your, your player device or your phone and you still can't hear it because of the noise of, of an airplane or a bus or a train or something like that? Uh, absolutely. And I just recently, believe it or not, Rob, I was listening to – he's in radio, believe it or not. A guy in radio who actually has a radio show. I think it's a weekly show, so he's not like a daily guy. And his show, which you can download the podcast, the levels, the audio levels were so low. And I'm not going to name them. It was so bad that even I turned it off. I said, this guy should be – I mean he's like – They've got a studio. They've got production values. Like, how can this be? So it's not, I mean, uh, even like professional people sometimes oh, yeah. don't get it right. So, yeah, and if and I'm one of those people that if I hear the first five minutes of the show and it sounds like that, I'm in five minutes, excuse me, five seconds of the show and it sounds bad, I'm out. I'm gone. And I've he even heard where the intro sounds great. You know what I mean? They've had either a professional intro done. Maybe they've used, you know, uh, music uh, radio creative, some one of these places where it sounds pretty good. And then they come on and it sounds like they're talking through a tin can and string. And I, I, I just don't understand it. So I get some people don't maybe have a decent microphone or a decent uh, setup. It, it can be just as bad, Rob, as you're saying, if there's background noise and someone has a microphone that's too sensitive and I hear the gardener in the background, I hear, you know, motorcycles or ambulances going by every five minutes. That can be even worse, you know, even worse than a muffled sound or just a bad yeah. sound. But yeah, it's got to be something you're competing. People are at the gym a lot of times. At least I, I'm riding my bike sometimes when I'm listening to these podcasts, working out. And yeah. you're competing with road noise. You're competing with dogs barking, kids playing, whatever. Uh, you don't want to have to strain to hear it. If and Plus, <laughs> yeah, I hate to go on a rant here. Sometimes I think that's why I get like mild headaches and stuff because like I'm listening to bad podcasts and my ears are straining. 
Now it's just like, <laughs> I can only listen to it for so long. Yeah, it's it's bad enough to get eye strain. You don't want to get ear strain too, right? And you do. I mean, it, it happens. And, and sometimes it's, like I said, professional yeah. shows, radio oh, yeah. shows where it's the audio quality is bad. I don't know. Well, well, because they, they oftentimes will take it off of their soundboard and it's it's like an aux out or something like that. And they, they don't really pay close attention to the, the volume level that's going out through that aux out port. And and it's complicated sometimes to adjust the volume levels when you're recording into a computer. I mean, Windows has like two or three different places that you have to adjust the, the volume. And it, depending on what the recording method that you're using, it can be complicated. It's not easy to get this stuff right. I, I mean, even if you have a mixer, that actually adds another layer of adjustment to volume levels no and yeah you know we go through that all the time doing this show right like you know we'll connect and like either my levels off or you and it takes a little time to adjust it i get it but how it goes out and they allow i mean i've scrapped shows when i've heard like um you'll get the mic hum you didn't check it you weren't listening correctly and then you go back and you hear that hum throughout the whole show you can't get rid of it that's happened to everyone i think or you just something you screwed up sound wise and I, i just have to scrap the episode i just won't upload it you know what I mean? So I wonder how these things get through quality control. <laughs> <laughs> there may not be any quality control. <laughs> which, which is you, who's ever putting it out and uploading it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, really kind of do, doing as much testing as you can before you, you record is is really key, I think. And then if you're doing Skype conversations, kind of like what Alex and I do here, you can have very different levels uh, coming yeah. in from your local mic to your guest mic that's coming in from Skype. And I I have that issue with Alex too. I mean, and one of the things that I have to do with every episode is I I use a free tool called Levelator. I take the the raw audio and I do some editing on it to clip out kind of the um, the beginning start where I start recording and then and then uh, we kind of start into the show. I, I kind of get rid of a lot of that because we were you know Alex and I are talking or something like that. And then uh, at the end I'll cinch it up at the end. Um, and then I'll save it as a wave file, and so it comes out of the Spreaker software as an MP3, and then I convert it into a wave, and then uh, save it after I've edited it, and then run it through the Levelator software, which is really easy. You just drag and drop it onto the um, the app itself. You just I mean, literally drag it from your folder where the wave is, and drop it right on top of the application. And it will automatically process the the um, the audio file or the wave file. Uh, to to produce just a very consistent uh, sound quality sound level that will be great for somebody listening in the bus train or whatever, but but it will also level out the differences between my microphone and Alex's microphone and make it the same, uh, so that listener doesn't have a, a like a roller coaster ride of a listening experience, which oftentimes happens in podcasts too. Well, and Skype is just notoriously tricky. It's a great tool, you know, but I've, I'm telling you, everybody has problems with Skype when they're recording. Stuff just happens. I don't know what it is, but I, I could get great audio quality with one person and then not so great the next. And I don't know about recently, I, it's been a little clunky for me and sometimes yeah. even just answering a call. So I don't know if like one of these most recent updates did it to me, but I, I know you said you had some of those issues too. So it's just a little clunky. And I, yeah. I just, I, I think a lot of people have issues with Skype. I mean, this happens even if you're just using Spreaker Studio, which yeah. it integrates very well with. There's yeah. other platforms that it just doesn't. But even then, you've still got to play with it to you know get it right and maybe disable the auto-adjusting and have a decent yeah. microphone. That's a huge part of it. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, another big part of it is just your online connection. It's um, your bandwidth, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think if you have a pretty reliable, fast connection, your experience with Skype will be a lot better. But if you're on a, like a slow connection uh, that's that's a little sketchy and not always works that great, then you're going to have problems. I think. Well, and we both have fairly fast internet speeds. I mean, we both live in, you know, big kind of techie areas. So we have pretty fast internet. And even with us, we don't have the, I turned off the video and this happened because we did a few shows where I, we had issues. And I said, I'm just turning off the video because I think that's what's slowing it down and it helps. But even with us who has, I think you have probably, I, I think we have like, I have 75, 75 or something or a hundred. I don't even know anymore, but yeah. we have very good internet speeds comparative to the country. And still we can have issues with the video you know, as far as the the leveling of your audio, get the Levelator tool. It's free. It's yeah, a, it's good. It's available off of conversationsnetwork.org forward slash Levelator, and that's L-E-V-E-L-A-T-O-R. I'll have that link in the show notes for the episode as well, so you can get it there as well. But if you just do a search for Levelator, and that's L-E-V-E-L-A-T-O-R, in Google, you can find it right away. It's the top search result, that word. Get that, and, and it's good on Mac or, or Windows. I don't believe there's a version of it for iOS or Android, So, because it was actually made before iOS and Android existed. Oh, so, really? Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of an older – it's been around for a while. Yeah, Yeah, it was actually made by a fellow uh, – his name is Doug Kay, and he, he started a podcasting platform. It's a very early podcasting platform called the, the Conversations Network. I did a show on that network back in those days, uh, so I was very, very f- familiar with the uh, the tool because I, I, I talked to Doug about the tool before he made it, and it was done for a very specific reason, is that he was putting together different clips into creating an episode of a show, like an intro and then the, the exits and then any kind of sound bites in the middle, so he was dynamically creating these, these episodes, and he wanted a tool that would uh, level all the sound out. So. Yeah, it works. It works great, especially. I mean, what it's what it does. It's it does well. Put it that way. Yeah, it's quick, easy. You just drag and drop it in, and it pops it out. So, well, Alex, in the last uh, ten, twelve minutes or so, let's dive into our main topic of the show, which is um, finding podcasting, listening, and creation simplicity. I know that's a a bunch of uh, complicated words and combinations, and I'm sure you're asking, well, what the heck does that mean? It's kind of detailed out in an article that, that I wrote that's live on the, the Spreaker blog. So if you go to uh, blog.spreaker.com, you can find that article. It's at the top of the, the uh, blog right now. Um, I believe we've talked about this similar topic uh, in the past, in a past episode of the Spreaker Live show. But what I was hoping to do was kind of expand on it a little bit and kind of take it to another level. And really, the the concept of of the article was looking at where we've been in the past and where we're moving to in the future when it comes to audio consumption. Radio was built on simplicity and having its listener captured in the car with nothing else to do. You know, you get in the car and the radio starts playing. You just start punching buttons while you're driving. And you're basically, it's a lean back experience listening to radio. The radio station controls your experience uh, with on-demand and digital and the internet, we're kind of empowering you to be in control of your media. Alex, is, what's your thoughts on all that? Is that true, or do you think? Yeah, that, I, yeah. you know, I I follow this a lot, as you know, because I'm interested in radio as well as podcasting. 
And all the industry blogs, the newsletters, everything I'm signed up to, they say, you know, because everyone's always worried, oh, radio's dying off and you have satellite radio and podcasting and all this stuff now. But the numbers don't show that. Radio is still actually one of the primary ways other than television that people get their news, their information, they listen to advertising and things like that. So it's still, it's number two, right? When it comes to how people are getting their information, their yep. news, they're being advertised to, things like that. Yeah, so, it's still got huge reach. It's like 92% of the U.S. population still listens to radio. So it, It's massive. So it's not going to die anytime soon. But I think the huge push, and I've thought this for a while, is on demand because it, the I don't want to say the bar has been lowered because that makes it sound like, you know, you get a lot of schlock, which there is a lot. But basically a guy with a laptop and a microphone can start his own radio show now. Right. Yeah. If you want to call it radio, podcasting, digital, I don't care what you whatever you want to call it. But you've got people who are even have their own. I mean, there's YouTube stars who make millions, but people who have their own platforms that are strictly online and they're basically radio shows or they started off as podcasts and they've kind of transitioned into uh, just throwing up a, a camera and filming the exact same experience and having it is on demand and people pay, you know, five, 10 bucks a month or whatever for the on demand thing, whatever it is. And I think that you've got on demand satellite radio, Sirius XM. And I think you're going to have people who are just kind of doing their own thing like that where you're going to be able to just do an on-demand show and if you want to pay let's say 299 for the rob greenley show a month right you'd have a platform maybe to do that i don't think it's going to kill radio like we said but you've got things like you know the amazon echo where i just recently found out that my cousin just said hey well how do i listen to your show on the the new radio station and i just said well just search you know you can search for it you'll find our website and he just said alexa you know, play KLBP. And all of a sudden it played the stream. I said, holy crap, I didn't even know we were on there. I said, how did it find it? And it just pulled it up through um, TuneIn. It, yeah. it was through TuneIn actually. So yep. stuff like that is getting easier and easier. So I, I think it's, will it bite into some of the big guys who, let's say the Rush Limbaugh's who have traditionally just dominated? I think so, right? But yeah. I think I, I think other people like, let's say us, you or I, or other, you know, the smaller guy, the underdog, will be able to have their own platform and figure out a way to monetize it and, and make a little bit of money. So I don't know. I'm, I went on a little tear there, but what do you think, Rob? The audio experience is shifting, and I think we're in the middle of a multi-year shift, moving hopefully to simplicity, but built on giving you, the, the listener, more, more control. And yeah. I think that's the big thing. But with control comes a little bit of a time commitment and a responsibility on the part of the, the listener to actually make content decisions. Radio has been making those decisions for you for all these years. And, and I think more and more people want to make those decisions. But I think somewhat it is a generational shift, too. There's still a lot of people out there that don't want to take the time to configure a digital platform to deliver just what they want, you know? But you, you know what it's like to, to me? It's almost like having regular cable and then switching to, you know, cutting the cable and having one of these on-demand services like, you know, a Roku or Apple TV or Amazon Video Strictly or Netflix. Some people just like to be able to turn on the television and something's live and it's playing in the background. They're not even watching the television, right? But yeah. they just like to have it on in the background. They don't have to think about it. They don't have to actually select something to play. And I, I cut the cable uh, over a year ago, maybe two years ago now. And it was weird when, when you cut the cord, 
it, it's a little different because you have to actually select what you want to watch and it takes some getting used to. And I yeah. think radio is kind of the same way. If you just got completely rid of, terrest- uh, rid of terrestrial radio, right, all the FM and AM dials, uh, I think some people would struggle for a while because then they would have to actually flip through iHeartRadio or tune in or whatever they're looking through or the podcast or Spreaker, right? The app on their, their, their radio, let's say the new fashion, the, the, the kind of new on demand radios that they're all coming out with. It's, it takes getting used to, and they're, you know, they're just used to putting on something and letting it go. Their favorite radio station, just let it play. So yeah. it's a different, it's a different world. Yeah, yeah. It's this kind of lean back experience that a lot of people are, are used to. And that that's really a simplicity story is what, what that is. It's just, People are somewhat, I hate to say, but oftentimes they've been a little lazy about this stuff. And it's, I think that the fallout from that has been, they also start to lose interest too, because I think we're shifting as a society to only wanting what we want. And it's, it's very much a me, me culture uh, of what people want to listen to and spend their time with because people's time is so stretched. So right. simplicity is such a powerful concept. Podcasting is getting there, but it, it's still not not quite there yet. And just like what you were saying earlier about the the Echo and and Siri and Cortana and the Google Now products, those will improve and get better. I believe they will have an impact on podcasting and how people find this content and how they manage it and how they listen to it. You know, just like with the example that you just gave with the Alexa, you just tell Alexa, I want to listen to the Speaker Live show and it starts playing. That's pretty simple. But it also requires you to, to know what you want to listen to and make a decision and have that in your in your mind, not relying on some radio programmer at the radio station to know what you might have an interest in. Might is the key word. And, you know, there's certain ways like, you know, to find content now through, I think, some of those services. I don't know about Alexa, but like even just some apps, like, for example, uh, the Spreaker app. I was going to say, like, if you're on, you know, not our app, the Spreaker live show, but the actual Spreaker radio app, it'll suggest other stuff for you. You know what I mean? I don't I don't know if it auto plays it. Um, but I know iHeartRadio will kind of do that too. If you're on iHeartRadio, it'll say like, you know, Hey, there's other stations you might be interested in. So I think like all of that is going to be kind of a big deal. So in other words, if you like the Spreaker live show, you might also like the XM experience or whatever show, you know, might be along those lines. So, and I don't know how well, like I said, Alexa does it, but it seems to do it. Is it Alexa or Echo? Have I got it right? Is it the same thing? The Alexa is the, is the, um, Voice and like the, back the end, okay. back, back end technology for the the Echo device because it uh, seems like the Echo would be able to do that because it's it's so easy. I couldn't believe how easy it was to pull up, you know, my show, which wasn't even. I'm not even talking about the show on Spreaker, but on on KLBP. So it was just bizarre. I didn't even know that it was that easy to do. Yeah. But again, again, like you said, you'd have to know the name of the show. You're not just going to be able to say like, I don't think you could just say, I don't know, pull up a podcast about local to Long Beach. It would have never came up type thing. Well, I think that that capability will, will be able to be in there. Um, I'm not sure if it would work to the the listener satisfaction, but really in some ways, Siri, um, Alexa, Cortana, and Android's Google now, you know what those really are is those are basically the next generation search engines. Right, they are. Um, yeah. people, Google Now is very good when I look for stuff. Yeah. Google Now is actually pretty on point. Yeah. 
people are are shifting away from typing into their keyboards to just voicing what they want. And I think that's the big shift that's happening here. You're starting to see it with Cortana where people weren't using Bing that often. But when they use Cortana, they're using Bing. It's almost like they they don't realize that they're using uh, Bing as their search engine. Uh, And so what what they're seeing is that Bing's usage is starting to skyrocket. Is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, because Cortana is available on iOS and Android, as well as uh, hundreds of millions of uh, Windows devices now. I'm not even familiar with that, so i got to check that out. It's very, very similar to Siri. I would say of all those three, the the Google Now voice control platform is like Cortana, like Siri. I think that the Alexa is kind of a step ahead of all those guys as far as being able to access any, any type of content online as well as uh, actually buy things through Amazon. So okay. I mean, you can do a voice purchase uh, grocery shopping. Wow, that's Which I amazing. don't think that you can do through Siri or Cortana yet. I don't believe that you, you can order toilet paper uh, <laughs> through through those platforms quite yet. So, but anyway, one last thing I wanted to mention before we kind of wrap up the show, I know we're going a little bit long, but uh, I did not cover in the article the, the concept of what's happening with apps and the web and how that could be a, a key thing to help bring simplicity to podcasts. I believe what's happening here over the next three to five years is that um, apps, mobile apps, and the web are going to combine into one platform. That will bring some simplicity as well because um, apps and the web have been like two separate places that you can manage or control or get access to um, content that's available. But if those merge together into one kind of platform experience, then that'll bring out two places that you get access to the stuff that is going to be voice control, uh, I believe. And then there's going to be the, the merged app and web platform out there. So there'll be basically two ways to get access to online content. Hmm. Interesting. There's been talk about a merger between apps and the web for many years now. Uh, it's just, I believe that the, the capability of the HTML5 capability, and as we move into HTML6, the capability of the, of the web protocols will um, hopefully match the, the abilities of creating native apps. So we'll maybe see another birth of a, a more, I don't know if it'll be open, but maybe a more open kind of platform that would be well, kind of like the web, but has more functionality, more like apps. Right. And remember, like now, because everything, the big push is the cloud, the cloud, the cloud, the cloud. Right. And remember, I just remember just maybe, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, it wasn't really sexy (laughs) to store stuff in the cloud. Now everybody stores all their photos through Google Photos and everything. But people were like paranoid and and scared, like, oh, if it's up in the cloud and somewhere I don't know where it is, where I I don't have a hard copy and it could get deleted and I don't have control over. Remember, but now we don't even think anything of it. I mean, most people don't even have copies, physical copies of their photos. They're all on Facebook albums and stuff like that. Well, you know, talking about the creation simplicity, all these tools that we're talking about here will simplify the ability to create content as well. Like on Spreaker, if we maybe Cortana, Alexa, the Echo can be our, our new podcast creation platforms too. Maybe we just scoot up to our Alexa and say record and you can do your show right into an Alexa device. It's an interesting idea. Anyway. It is. It is. <laughs> well, that's the show this week. Thank you, Alex, for 
tuning in and joining me. And uh, of course, thanks, old, Rob. Yeah, and uh, firing up your uh, Skype. I know you got to rev, rev your engines over there, right? Mine's a kickstart Skype. So oh, yeah, I got oh, a, a kickstart kick start in mine. Yeah. Okay, or a crank. It's kind of a crank <laughs> that cranks your your PC up, yeah. like an old cantankerous car. That's it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the Spreaker Live Show. Definitely come back and check us out next Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, at SpreakerLiveShow.com. and I can be reached at uh, Rob at Spreaker.com and Alex at uh, alexxm.com so yep, definitely you got give us some feedback and your thoughts leave us leave us a review in all the places that you're listening to and uh, give us a comment and we will mention it on the show so thank you so much and uh, see you next week on the speaker live show <laughs> <laughs>